new. Such an interesting concept. We attach it to things that haven't existed in our own vicinity before, but are they really new? Do these things and instances consider themselves to be new, or are we the new ones in that situation? Such importance is attached to the new while we minimize what has come before. It's part of the human condition as new carries excitement, confusion, and generous helpings of tension even in the most sedate of situations. The unknown is there, and through the new, it is calling to us. I am calling from Elm Lake. Big news, listeners. Elm Lake is growing. Well, not literally growing, because that would be strange. It isn't a sentient creature, drawing sustenance from the land around all to serve some sort of darker purpose. That would be ridiculous. Almost as ridiculous as believing that everything is just some sort of grand experiment being carried out for reasons we cannot even begin to surmise. No, what I meant to say is that the population of Elm Lake is growing. Or, more accurately, has grown. There are new residents in town. Two women who I don't recognize have been seen spending time at the Owl's Nest Diner. They've also, according to my friends George and Lorraine, been spending time looking into our abandoned downtown properties. Are they ghost hunters trying to find some elusive proof that has thus far escaped even the most technologically savvy? Are they simply real estate agents hoping to secure land that they can then sell to the next batch of new residents to Elm Lake? Are they trying to hide something and figure that an abandoned building is the best option? As it turns out, they are none of these things. No, they are apparently crafters. Some sort of creative types, although I don't know exactly what it is that they create. I'm going to try to gather more information about them, and you will be the first to hear what I uncover. Elm Lake. The words feel strange in my mouth, like I've never really said them before. Then again, all words feel a little strange in my mouth because I'm more used to expressing myself with my creations than with my speech. I let Sam take care of most of the talking. She's much better at it than I am, even if she doesn't think so. I just want to busy my hands with creation and 
See what I can build out of those moments. I do think I'm gonna like it here, though. There's so much that we can do. So much help we can offer. Sam is excited, too, even if she's trying to hide it. She's always so stoked about these things, but I see that glint in her eye. I've got good at seeing what people are needing and feeling because I don't spend too much time talking. I observe, and that's a comfortable place for me to be. We haven't been here for long, but I've already noticed that we've drawn some attention. There's a woman who walks with a basket who keeps throwing odd looks our way, as though she can't quite place how we fit into her puzzle. Another woman looks at us warily, clearly nervous about any newcomers to this quiet little town. It's going to be tough, but I know that Sam and I will be able to bring them both around. We're already developing camaraderie with the owners of the diner, and they're helping us look at the abandoned stars. I think we may have already found the perfect one. Well, listeners, I haven't yet been able to actually meet with the new residents. I keep getting distracted by other things, like Jenny Fowler's nighttime walks, the rehearsal process of the Elm Lake Improvisational Quartet, or Jorge's breathless excitement over what he's calling the biggest moon festival ever. Calm down, Jorge. The moon festival isn't for months yet. There's plenty of time, and I've got a mission. I thought I had a chance to talk to them the other day, but somehow was foiled. I saw the two entering the Owl's Nest Diner and decided that maybe, for journalistic integrity, I could suffer through a breakfast sandwich in order to learn more about our newest residents, but when I entered, they were nowhere to be seen. George told me that I was the first one to visit the diner that day until Lorraine reminded him that Jenny had already been in for her usual. Oh, I almost forgot. That's how I learned the name of the woman who's been walking at night with her basket. Jenny Fowler. It seems familiar, the name pricking at the back of my mind. I wonder if she's related to Bill and Rebecca Fowler at all. I think I remember that they'd had a daughter named Jenny. But she had to grow up outside of Elm Lake, as all children do. That was only a few years back. This Jenny seems to be in her 20s, so it can't possibly be the same person. Maybe a distant relative or cousin, the the namesake of their child? I don't know exactly, but that isn't important right now. No. What's important are these two new women with their curious adventures around town examining the empty storefronts. According to George, they are trying to find some place that they can build within, but they didn't want to tell him what they were building. That sounds so exciting. A mystery that only time will unveil to all of us. Maybe they're also going to be creating some sort of restaurant, and they've been visiting with George and Lorraine to steal trade secrets. They 
maybe that's why they've been so secretive about what they plan to build. Not wanting to tip their hands too far. Maybe they'll run a pool hall. Our town could really use a pool hall. A business like that could really put Elm Lake on the map. I've got to find time to talk with them. Maybe even invite them into the studio for an interview like they used to do in the old days. I don't know if I'm terribly comfortable with the idea of others being in the studio, but I may just need to get over my issues. Again, for journalistic integrity. I must get to the bottom of this. It's so cute. Riz just can't stop grinning. I think this little community is going to be good for her, and for what we do. In fact, I've even watched her come out of her shell a little bit. Just the other day, she actually spoke with the owners of the diner that we keep frequenting. It's good to see, because normally she only talks with me and our creations. It's great that Riz is comfortable here because that's going to allow us to do what we need to. We've gotten close before, but something has always stood in the way. Home Lake is going to give us a chance to build something new and finally do what we've been meaning to do all along. North Glen seemed like it was going to be our chance, but that got derailed. So did Kingfield, Demeter, and every other place along the way. Something always went wrong, and I know how hard it was for Riz every time. This time, though, things are going to be different, and we're going to see this through to the end. We've got a mission that we need to finish, and the people of Elm Lake are going to help us get there. They just haven't realized it yet. I think we found the perfect storefront, by the way. Close enough to the diner and schoolyard market that we don't have to worry about having enough food to eat. And far enough away that we'll be able to have a dramatic unveiling when it's the correct time. I saw the man who heads off to the abandoned studio the other day. He almost leapt out of his skin at the opportunity to speak with us. Riz didn't talk, of course. She doesn't, usually. But she watched him. And did at least give me a nod that he was okay. If overly excitable. He asked for our names and how we found Elm Lake. I started to explain that we had simply started down a road, not knowing what was at the end of it. But then he stopped me and said he was just wondering if we liked it. We do, I assured him, and we're going to continue to like it. We can't wait to get started. Oddly, he didn't ask what we were going to start. Probably for the best, really. We do love our secrets. I met them. I spoke with them. Well, 
I spoke with one of them, as the other one didn't seem to want to talk. She just kept watching me, although I thought I heard her say something quietly to the other. Not important. Anyway, the talkative one of the two is Samantha Brower, and the quiet one is Marissa Stevens. They're new in Elm Lake, and they're already enjoying every bit of our hospitality. They seem to have big plans for the future as well, since Samantha said something about continuing to enjoy Elm Lake, which I'm going to take as a great sign. Our little community is attracting new visitors, and they want to stay. I tried to warn them about the breakfast sandwiches, but... Samantha waved off my concern. Marissa just shrugged at me, then looked back at her companion before heading down the street. I gave a cheerful wave and went along my way. It wasn't until I got back here to the studio that I realized I had never asked them about what exactly had brought them to Elm Lake what they were going to be doing here. I'm sure I'll find out soon. Very little in Elm Lake moves quickly, so I've grown used to being patient. After all, it took me a few months to figure out who this Jenny Fowler person is. And I still haven't asked Amelia why she always looks at me a little sadly. So I've got plenty of time. It's not like I'm Jorge pushing through on a self-imposed schedule, all because of the Moon Festival. No, far from it. Everything is fine, and they always say that good things come to those who wait. That adage alone is enough to keep me patiently waiting. Besides, I'm not the only one. The rest of Elm Lake is waiting, too. Calling from Elm Lake, episode 28, New Residence, was written and produced by Sean Monahan. The voice of Elm Lake is Sean Monahan. The voice of Marissa Stevens is Scarlett Gray. The voice of Samantha Brower is Malia Hansen. Opening and closing themes written and performed by Sean Monahan. All other music written and performed by Matt McInnes. Find out more at machinismusic.com. Thank you for listening to our ongoing tale. If you've enjoyed our stories so far, please leave a rating and review. Word of mouth will help us continue to grow and unfold new stories within our universe. You can also join us at www.patreon.com slash callingfromelmlake to help support us as independent artists carving out our own space in this creative world. Moving to a new community is a chance to rewrite your own narrative. You can change the characters, the narrative arcs, and even the genre. Take care to not bring too much of the old into the new, because too much backstory can trample all over the creation and leave it a shadow of what it was originally meant to be.